from Public Radio International, this is The World. A co-production of the BBC World Service, PRI, and WGBH Boston. It's Friday, January 15th. I'm Marco Werman. Today, helping Haiti to manage a disaster. The UN is there, aid groups are there, the US military is there. It's unclear who's actually in charge. One thing that we know is that the Haitian government is not in charge. They're weak in the best of times, and these are the worst of times. Also, hard choices at an orphanage near Port-au-Prince. If we can't get some of the children out that we have here now, we will not be able to take children in because we are at capacity. First, this news. BBC News with Eileen McHugh. The United States says it's committing every available resource to help hundreds of thousands of earthquake survivors in Haiti. The Defence Secretary Robert Gates and the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Admiral Mike Mullen, said everything is being done to assist in difficult circumstances. Helicopters from the US aircraft carrier Carl Vinson have begun delivering supplies to the capital, Port-au-Prince, as on the ground, residents are preparing to spend a third night in the open. This man, Pierre Liesco, said people could only survive for a short time without international aid. It's going to be very hard for us because what we have for now, we can use it for a while, for two or three days. I think in, uh, in the next few days, people are going to be running out of food, out of water. I think we need help because it's urgent. Paul Adams now reports from Washington. Admiral Mullen said the United States was mobilizing every element of its national capacity. An aircraft carrier, the USS Carl Vinson, has already arrived off Port-au-Prince, equipped with 19 helicopters, 51 hospital beds, three operating rooms, and the ability to generate hundreds of thousands of gallons of drinking water. By Monday, he said the number of Americans involved in the relief effort would reach 10,000. Asked whether the response was fast enough, the Defence Secretary Robert Gates said he didn't think the operation could have been any quicker. The US Defence Secretary Robert Gates says a Pentagon review of the circumstances surrounding last November's mass shooting at the Fort Hood military base has found that not enough has been done to guard against such internal security threats. Mr Gates was presenting the findings of an inquiry into the shootings which left 13 soldiers dead and more than 40 injured. He said similar incidents could happen again. The report raises serious questions about the degree to which the entire Department of Defense is prepared for similar incidents in the future, especially multiple simultaneous incidents. It also reveals shortcomings in the way the department is prepared to defend against threats posed by external influences operating on members of our military community. The New York-based bank J.P. Morgan has reported a huge jump in its profits for the fourth quarter of last year. The bank, one of a number helped by a U.S. government bailout, posted a quarterly profit of almost $3.3 billion. Here's our economics correspondent, Andrew Walker. J.P. Morgan was unusual in that it managed to get through the financial crisis without making a loss. But its profits were hit and it did receive $25 billion under the U.S. government's financial rescue, money it has repaid with interest. The new figures complete a year of much stronger profits, over $11 billion for 2009 as a whole. There's little detail in the bank's statement on the controversial subject of bonuses, but the overall cost of pay was 18% higher than in the previous year. Andrew Walker, World News from the BBC.
Guinea's military leaders have agreed that the man who led a coup in 2008, Captain Musedadis Camara, will not return to the country for the time being. He is recovering in Burkina Faso after being shot six weeks ago. Captain Camara seized power in a coup in 2008, but the leaders announced that he would now support the efforts of the interim head of the government, General Sekuba Konate, to restore civilian rule in the country. Kasper Leighton reports. All, including Captain Kamara himself, are seemingly agreed that he should remain in Burkina Faso and that his deputy, General Sekuba Konate, should continue to lead the military government into the transition process. In Conakry, Guinea's opposition has agreed on two possible candidates to lead the transition government, leaving the final choice to General Konate. Elections will take place within six months. This double breakthrough is the most positive sign yet the Guinea may emerge from its crisis without further bloodshed and unrest. A match between two of Africa's...